Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Chop, chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. We hope you got your coffee, because it's time for our brand new morning show for Love Thy Nerd and anyone who finds themselves at the cross-section of nerd culture and church culture. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources here at Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, and my favorite cheese is the squeezy variety. This week, we are talking all about the latest in AI, good and bad. Later in the show, we're looking at how fast AI has grown just in the last year. But first, it's time for our weird news roundup. Here are a few stories that you might not have heard yet. Uh, in just a few days, well, it might already happen. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, when is it? Let me check. <laughs> NBA draft. When is the NBA draft? It'll be on June 22nd. Okay, so it has already happened. So this this is a a story of what was to be. Uh, <laughs> basketball's brightest young stars are hoping to hear their names called at the NBA draft. Names like Victor Wimbanyama, Scoot Henderson, and Jordan Haber. Uh, Jordan Haber said in a TikTok video, I made a bet with my friends, and I made it into the NBA draft. Jordan Haber is a 21-year-old incoming law student from Florida who has never played a single game of college, high school, or even middle school basketball. Only rec league with friends, and he'll be heading, he headed to the Barclay Center in Brooklyn on Thursday to take part in the annual NBA draft. It started out as a joke between friends, but soon became serious when Haber discovered that he somehow met all of the conditions to be eligible uh, uh, some of which include just like being at least 19 years old, being a part of this year's graduating class from a four-year university in the U.S. Uh, but there are a bunch of little small little things as well that you would have to really eke by in order to be eligible for the NBA draft but not be a basketball player. <laughs> and he somehow ended up meeting them. And he sent an email to the NBA, and they got back to him and sent him the paperwork and he filled it all out and went. And so he had his, basically, the only reason he wanted to go was because he gets to be with in the building this. with a whole bunch of actual NBA stars. Right. And so his goal were to meet a lot of uh, players, uh, including from his favorite team, the Miami Heat. Uh, so, I mean, I think this is this is one of those situations like, if I have this opportunity, I'm going to take it. Right, because he right. knows, he knows right. his name's not going to get called for what if an NBA did? team. That would also be that's a movie right there. That's a movie plot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, That'd be crazy. That'd that's be crazy. A, that's a kid accidentally becoming president. You know, that's that's one of those weird things <laughs> where now we have a movie on our hands. Uh, yeah, his goal was just really to go up there and, and shake hands with a few of his favorite players uh, and head home. Which uh, I guess you could follow his. TikTok and find out. Uh, again, his name is Jordan Haber, H A B E R. Uh, but I just think that's that's just the, the coolest thing. That, yeah. that would be really fun to do. Uh, 
just for the spectacle of it. Right. Cause that's, you right. know, that's, that's a big, big thing on TV, big thing on ESPN, you know, all the sports shows and everything. And he's all over the news now just for this weird thing. Right. I sure feel they'll... sorry for all the other players cause he stole their thunder. <laughs> right. Yeah. No one's Nobody talking else. about <laughs> the actual, actual stars. No other possible rookie this year is going to get as much airtime as Jordan Haber on all the news, all the sports news channels. Uh, all right. One more here. Now, this one is uh, this one was submitted by our our good friend, Tyler Kelly. He said that we should cover this. And this one is a, mm-hmm. it's a video clip. Uh, so for those of you listening on audio, uh, we have started implementing video clips into our video version of the show. If those video clips have audio that will translate to the audio version, we'll leave them in and you can hear the audio version. Uh, if they don't, we're just going to cut it out and you're going to be missing the whole thing. So <laughs> if you want to see everything that we're seeing and reacting to, then we encourage you to watch it on YouTube uh, or on Twitch when we record on Saturdays. So, uh, but that's up to you. Let's move on. This is a story, uh, not, not, I mean, maybe not a news story per se, but okay. it, it, it was a, oh, hey, uh, MDB2, thank you so much for that subscription. 35 months in a row. As many months as you have years on this earth. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that re-up, brother. All right. So this this is uh, this is more of a, I guess, a celebrity update kind of thing from Corey Asbury, okay. uh, famous uh, worship music writer, mainly famous for the controversial reckless love that uh, oh. Christians argued about for forever. <clears throat> but... Uh, <laughs> This is something that happened at one of his concerts at a, actually at, a, at a, like a big festival. Uh, so I'm just going to let you watch <laughs> the video that he posted and the update and uh, get your thoughts afterwards. So All right. Here we go. All right. So I, I woke up this morning with pink eye. God have mercy on my soul. And uh, we're out here in Iowa playing this uh, Rise Fest today. And I was telling one of the guys backstage before we went on, I was like, you know, I heard that breast milk actually is like a homeopathic way to take care of it. So my man, during my set, went out to the nursing mother's spot. And uh, I don't know what to say, but that is mother's milk right there. I don't know who. It's a stranger. Um, But thank you. Uh, beautiful stranger for, for this donation. Uh, I'm going to put it in my eye later. I'll let you know how it goes. But, oh, it's gnarly. Please, God, let it work. God is good. Update. It's been, what, two days? And uh, I'll tell you what. Ain't nothing like that mommy milk, that fresh, squeezed, <laughs> fresh, pulled mommy milk. I love it. These eyes are looking good. Got a little bit of redness, uh, but that liquid gold, I'll tell you what, it did the trick. I um, want to give a massive shout out to uh, the woman who stepped up to the plate. Apparently, we found her on Instagram. Um, and I'd like to ask y'all to join me in praying that her infant had enough food that day. <laughs> Uh, have you ever oh. had need to? Uh... Wow! Wow! <laughs> Poor um, uh, no, I, I've I've heard the tales of that. It is it is 
definitely it works. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Mosaic Fan Art, who is a pharmacist, he said, uh, we have a massive amount of pink eye in our community. And as a pharmacist, I have never had a patient treated with breast milk, although there are a lot of antibodies in breast milk. So it is possible. Yeah, I've <laughs> no. There was there was a family in our church, and and one of the mom's uh, sons started getting pink eye, and another mom was breastfeeding, and that gave gave them some milk, and they and it, they said it worked. Yeah. <laughs> But that was a lot. That, that was, was a lot. lot of maybe milk maybe in that he was going bottle. for multiple treatments <laughs> the next few days. I don't know. But that's got to be so strange because it's not right. like you're going up to a friend at church that you know is like, hey, which that that alone would be awkward. Like, hey, um, so yeah. how much of that do you really need? But to go to the nursing mother's right. tent at a festival, right? Like anybody got any extra? <laughs> anybody not want to take some of this home? Because and if I was in there with a bunch of ladies, and they either they either had their babies with them, or they were maybe they were pumping or something, yeah. and and some guy, random guy, comes in, I would be <laughs> very suspicious. Just oh, put yeah. it in my hands <laughs> wherever you are. Oh, gosh. There was one place we went to when I was nursing Johnny that um, it was that it was that museum place. Oh, yeah. Like Children's Museum. Yeah. And it had this it had this uh, Denver little tent room that they they made it look too enticing to kids. I was it was the nursing nursing mommies, but it looked like a really fun place to go in. It looked like a camp. Like a campground. It looked like a tent that you were allowed to go into. I'm in there with the baby and you (laughs) know four or five kids (laughs) pop in and out on me. (laughs) They're like what's this place? And then I hear their mom go, Oh honey, come back Yeah, you need to not make it look enticing. Yeah, yeah. it needs to be the most boring-looking center. Uh, we're going to settle right there and take our first break. All right. When oh. we come back, we've got today's nerdy news story. I'm never going to remember to say that like. Thank you for listening to LTN Radio, and we've got something special to announce. If you've been listening to our station on the Live 365 smartphone app, LTN Radio now has its very own standalone app for Android and iOS. This app is simple and straightforward, but it also offers options like harding tracks you want to keep track of to look up later, or you can even buy the track by clicking the shopping cart icon. The app will showcase what is currently playing and the last few tracks that have played. We'll even be able to send notifications for big event reminders. To download the app, simply search for LTN Radio in your phone's app store. And while it's downloading, we'd love it if you scrolled down and gave our station a five-star rating. And share the app with people who love Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie too. Thank you again. Christian Radio has gone to the nerds. Welcome back 
back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show. There are four ways that you can experience our show. If you prefer to see our smiling faces each morning, you can join the YouTube premiere of each episode at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. While we aren't actually live, I will be live in the YouTube chat watching along under the Love Thy Nerd handle. Uh, let's talk about AI picking our movies for us. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Warner, Brother, Warner Brothers Warner Brothers, has just announced that they're going to be using AI to help them decide what movies to make. So they're embracing AI technology to help them decide what movies they're going to make. And as you know, AI has become a pretty controversial subject for the creative arts. One side sees AI as a tool to help enhance the work that they do, while other people are seeing it as a threat that can take over jobs. Uh, according to THR, Warner Brothers Pictures and Synalytic uh, had signed a deal to use Synalytic's AI-driven project management system. So through that, the studio will leverage the system's comprehensive data and predict analytics to guide decision-making at the green light stage. This is all very technical babble quotations here. The integrated, the integrated online platform can assess the value of a star in any territory and how much a film is expected to make in theaters and on other ancillary streams. Uh, so basically it's, it's going to take a celebrity or whoever and a movie idea concept and basically decide if it's good or not, if it's going to be worthwhile. Or not. Wow. Uh, Tobias Kuisser is the founder of Synalytic. I don't know if I said that right. Was uh, which launched four years ago and raised two point two five million in twenty eighteen from TMB Media Media Global while signing deals with uh, Ingenious Media and Productivity Productivity Media. Uh, Tobias said the system can calculate in seconds what used to take days to assess by a human when it comes to general film package valuation or a star's worth. He added, artificial intelligence sounds scary, but right now an AI cannot make any creative decisions. What it is good at is crunching numbers and breaking down huge data sets and showing patterns that would not be visible to humans. But for creative decision making, you still need experience and gut instinct. So they're not taking humanity out of it entirely yet yet <laughs> but it's always a big yet uh, wow. <laughs> it sounds like the um the weird ridiculous ai thing at the end of she-hulk <laughs> oh the, <laughs> the uh, kevin the kevin robot oh, yeah <laughs> our statistics say that this is how people want your show to end so yeah that was a weird ending I mean, I understand the fun of breaking the fourth wall, but like, I did they not shattered like it. that fourth wall and just didn't, it didn't really have an ending. No. It was strange. We're going to talk about how we don't want to do this ending that we were building to the entire show. Well, I mean, that was and the then point. We're gonna end. The point was subverting the, the way Marvel shows and movies tend to go. But it didn't, it didn't give us a proper ending, it felt like, still. Even with that, even with going in there, there still wasn't a proper sh story ending. And maybe that was the point. Maybe we just don't understand the art, Deidre. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, so this is weird. Uh, but I guess it's going to be more commonplace, you know, using AI for these kind of things. 
Uh, it's already much more commonplace than it was just a year ago, even just six months ago. Yeah. Uh, we're actually going to be talking a lot about that this week, uh, including when we come back. We're going to take one more break. When we get back, we're diving into the main topic, the rapid growth of AI. This week in Nerd History, June 26th through July 2nd. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the first book in the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling, was published by Bloomsbury in the United Kingdom on June 26, 1977. The book introduced the world of magic and adventures of Harry Potter, a young orphan who discovers that he's a wizard and attends Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The book was an instant success and sparked a global phenomenon that included seven books, eight movies, spinoffs, theme parks, merchandise, and a loyal fan base. The book was later published in the United States as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. On June 26, 2014, Shovel Knight, a platformer game developed by Yacht Club Games for various systems, was released in North America. The game, which was later released in Europe, Australia, Japan, and China, was inspired by retro games such as Mega Man, Castlevania, and DuckTales, featuring pixel art graphics, chiptune music, and challenging gameplay. The game was a critical and commercial success, selling over 2 million copies worldwide, and has received several expansions and spinoffs. On June 27, 2000, the popular tabletop game Carcassonne was first published. Carcassonne is a board game where players create a medieval landscape by placing tiles with different terrain features. Players can also place followers called meeples on the tiles to claim roads, cities, fields, and monasteries. The game is named after a fortified town in France and has won several awards. Carcassonne is easy to learn but offers strategic depth and replay value. On June 27, 2008, WALL-E, an animated sci-fi film produced by Pixar Animation Studios and directed by Andrew Stanton, was released in the U.S. The film, set in the future where Earth is abandoned and covered with garbage, follows the story of WALL-E, a lonely robot who collects trash and falls in love with Eve, a sleek probe sent by humans to check for signs of life. The film was praised for its animation, story, humor, and message, and won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. On June 28, 1999, we witnessed one of the most shocking and brutal moments in wrestling history. The Undertaker threw his rival Mankind, Mick Foley, off the top of a 16-foot high steel cage during their Hell in a Cell match at the King of the Ring pay-per-view event in Pittsburgh. Mankind crashed through the Spanish announcer's table and was stretchered out, but he returned to continue the match. The Undertaker then chokeslammed him through the roof of the cage and onto the ring mat. The Undertaker won the match by pinfall, but Mankind earned respect and admiration for his incredible resilience and courage. On June 28, 2006, Superman Returns premiered in theaters. Superman Returns is directed by Brian Singer and stars Brandon Routh as Superman. The film is a sequel to the first two Christopher Reeve Superman films and follows Superman's return to Earth after five years away. He finds that Lois Lane has a new life and that Lex Luthor is plotting to use Kryptonian technology to destroy him and the world. On July 1st, 1966, we saw the first appearance of Black Panther. Black Panther is a comic book superhero created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby from Marvel Comics, who first appeared in Fantastic Four number 52 as a guest character. He is the king and protector of Wakanda, a fictional African nation with advanced technology. He has enhanced abilities from a mystical herb and wears a vibranium suit. He is the first black superhero in mainstream American comics. For more nerdy facts about the topics we shared today, find our companion article for this week on lovethynerd.com. I'm Radio Matt, and I'll see you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back. 
to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show. Before we jump into our main topic, we've got an article recommendation. This past Friday, Garrett Davidson passed the second part of Posted. Sorry. Posted the second part of his two-part series. The first article was Five Reasons Nerds Need Church, but the newest article is Five Reasons the Church Needs Nerds. You can find it on the homepage right now at lovethynerd.com. So this week we are talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and how much it is changing the world, uh, as well as how quickly. Today we want to talk about the AI race and just how quickly things have moved. Uh, AI, just a quick Quick, uh, you know, minute recap of what AI is for those who might not know. <laughs> AI stands for artificial intelligence. It means making computers and machines that can think and learn as people do. Like humans, AI machines can learn from the data they're given and make decisions on their own. Experiences help people uh, make decisions, and the same goes for AI machines. So, for example, when you ask Alexa or Siri something, it can understand what you're saying and give you an answer. This is all thanks to AI, though a simplified version. Siri can learn your preferences, but it can't extrapolate that information into new data. There are other types of AI, like those that can play games, understand speech, and recognize pictures. And these kinds of AI can learn and extrapolate that data. AI is like having a robot helper that can do different things, like think and learn like people. So last time I talked about AI for Love Thy Nerd was on the previous morning show, almost exactly a year ago. Uh, and in that special episode, uh, Mo and I talked about an engineer who worked with Google's Lambda chatbot and was swearing up and down to the press and anybody who would listen that that chatbot had developed consciousness. Like, it was sentient. It was of its own mind. Wow. <laughs> and... Uh, Everyone at Google saying, no, it's just really good at playing the role that it's given. So if you're going to feed into it information to treat it like a human, it's going to respond like a human would because that's how it's trained. Uh, but this guy, you know, it was one of the engineers behind it. So it's hard to... It's hard to know <laughs> which one is more right if there's a mixture. Did he fall in love with it? <laughs> <laughs> what a movie. Is that, that what was. happened? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I got an article article here from Times called The AI Arms Race is Changing Everything. Uh, let's see here. Where did I want to jump in? So this, uh, we, we have a shift in this, this technological breakthrough with AI. Uh, generative AI tools have been adopted uh, ravenously in recent months by uh, people using programs like ChatGPT, which responds coherently, though not always accurately, to virtually any question or request that you can give it. And then we also have Dolly, which allows you to conjure up pretty pretty much any image that you can think of. Um, I used it to make uh, superheroes drinking coffee, uh, and it gave weird hybrids of like Batman and Superman logos and things. But they were there at a cafe drinking coffee. Uh, it was very strange. I did uh, my favorite one that I did was uh, Elmo. Uh, burning down a building. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it looks just like, it's like elbow and Elmo in the foreground, just 
smiling big and then there's just big huge explosion behind him it's a very creepy photo and i love it so much uh, <laughs> so all the way back in january chat gpt reached 100 million monthly users which is the uh, it's that's a faster rate of adoption than people joining instagram or tiktok wow like wow. that's a big deal <laughs> That's, that is so many more people jumping on that quickly. Uh, hundreds of similarly astonishing generative AIs are clamoring for adoption. There's MidJourney, Stable Diffusion, GitHub's Copilot. We have uh, Google coming out with its own. I think it's called Bard. We have Bing coming up with. I think it's just Bing now. I don't know what I don't know what they call it, but uh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. The uh, yeah, Bing's just call it a Bing, it looks like. But it's it's been going so quickly that let me just give you a timeline here. Uh sorry, I got an ad popping up. Twenty fifteen in March, Stanford and Berkeley researchers first described the diffusion algorithm that would underpin like text to image tools. So building an image. <laughs> Twenty sixteen in March, Microsoft releases the Tay chatbot. I believe on Twitter, um, but quickly, quickly took it offline. And I think that was like within a day because it started denying the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> June 2017, Google researchers first described the transformer algorithm that would turbocharge the power of chatbots. 2019 January. Microsoft invests a billion dollars in cash and computing power into OpenAI. 2019 in February, OpenAI announces a generative uh, language generator, GPT-2, but it doesn't release it publicly because of concerns about malicious applications. June 2020, OpenAI reveals a more powerful GPT-3, but releases it only to a small pool of users. So now we jump to May 2021. Google announces Lambda, its own chatbot, but doesn't release it publicly. This is the one we were talking about that they thought mm -hmm. became sentient. Mm -hmm. April 2022, just last year, OpenAI reveals Dolly 2, but doesn't make it widely accessible. August 2022, Startup Stability AI releases text-to-image tool Stable Diffusion publicly. September 2022, uh, OpenAI publishes Dolly 2 for public use. So now we've got both of those text images. November 2022, OpenAI releases ChatGPT publicly. So now we have the, the, the chatbot. Mm -hmm. November 2022, Meta publishes Galactica, its own chatbot, but kills it after intense criticism for false answers. January of this year, Microsoft plows $10 billion into OpenAI. February of this year, Microsoft previews new Bing search engine with ChatGPT integration. February, Google announces BARD, conversational AI-assisted search. So, uh, <laughs> June 2023, Microsoft changes name to Cyberdyne. Uh, so, like, we had a lot of little things happening about once a year leading up to this and then we hit 2022 and everything started to release mm -hmm. and it has just not stopped releasing and they've been plowing more and more money into it and what we're essentially at now is the ai arms race mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. all these different different companies trying to come out with the best version of ai best chatbot best image thing because much like 
most technology, it's going to come down to maybe one or two mm-hmm. as the leaders, as the forefront mm-hmm. uh, in this thing. So, you know, it's 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 either going to be Blu-ray versus HD DVD where one's coming out on top or it's Android versus Apple where we're just going to be in this constant struggle, but we have the two, (laughs) but either way, you know, eventually someone gets to control it. And so it won't be all these other startups having that kind of power because there's going to be a couple names that people trust the most and therefore they'll have all the power Mm -hmm. and it's taken off. Uh, And so the government, the problem here, the government has no regulation on this. They didn't have any regulation on other rises in technology over the last few decades either, like social media, mm-hmm. smartphone apps, the metaverse, none of that. The government waits until there's a problem before they even talk about regulating anything, and then usually nothing comes of it. They've been talking about regulating TikTok for um, <laughs> six, seven years, and I think maybe... They got it to where, like, they had to have a base here in America. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, there's, it's nothing about it has really changed security-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, because of that, there's nobody stopping them from going overboard or just continuing this ridiculously fast rate of growth, which we'll talk about later in the week of just how fast this rate of growth really is. Um, how does this make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel not safe. <laughs> and I will continue saying please and thank you to Alexa. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. So let's say, like a year ago, I was laughing at that idea. And now I'm like, you know, that might be the, the friendly face on AI before too long that we want to be on the good side of. We want to be the, <laughs> the good human. <laughs> so AI is now a part of everything, uh, even when it's not ready to be. We use Canva for design uh, at at uh, both our church here mm-hmm. and Love Thy Nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it now has AI uh, for helping build uh, images, brand new images, but also just helping build your templates out. You can tell it what you want something to look like, and it'll build you several different templates following those things, you know, slightly tweaked. You can pick from those which one you want to start working from. Right. Like, that's nuts and that kind of thing i wouldn't think would be possible just a few months ago like how how can you start building this for me you know right like this is already a big deal that i can use your program and not have to do photoshop like this i can so it's not it's not (laughs) pre put in design i mean they have those but now instead of searching through them all you can just say i want something that looks like this with this color Maybe has this kind of images, you know, and it's just like, bang, like boom, 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 boom. Here's your options. Uh, so how are they doing with? Because you mentioned you're making those pictures and stuff. Yeah, you just tell it Elmo burning down a building, and it makes a photo. Yeah, is that photo now their piece of property? You know, uh, no, it's weird how <laughs> um, it's weird how that works. As I understand it, nobody owns it. Like okay. the chat, the chat bot doesn't own it. The company doesn't own it, but you also can't own it. Right. Cause you, you can't copyright it. it. Yeah. And so like there, there've been people that recommended using chat bots and, um, image generators for like logo inspiration to tell it what kind of logo you're looking at. But then they say, okay, so now that you have this, you can't use this, <laughs> but you can use it as a inspiration to make your own. You can tweak it. <laughs> 
add something to it. Cynical uh, in our chat here says, have you seen AI Jesus? It's on Twitch. I don't recommend it. It's creepy and uncomfortable. Uh, yes, we're actually going to be talking about that later this week. And uh, we have a clip so people can be uncomfortable with you. Uh, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> we're going to talk about that on Wednesday uh, when we talk about faith stuff with uh, AI. Wow. <clears throat> just as a, as a fan of Star Trek, I just... <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> Have you I mean, not seen every, all the warning signs? Every movie, every, every. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. Uh, all right. So ad companies are using AI now, similar to the way that uh, Warner Brothers was that we talked about. <laughs> we yes. did get data from AI. Yes, That's but we also saying. got his evil brother we also first. Got lore. Yeah. So. <laughs> Take the good with the bad. Uh, <laughs> when I write articles for Love Thy Nerd, uh, I run them through chat GPT to help find misspellings and grammar mistakes mm. and get those cleaned up. Uh, Bubba uh, from Love Thy Nerd, our CEO, has used uh, chat GPT to help find problems in the code of our website. And he says it mm. works great. Photoshop. One of the coolest things I showed you uh, a couple weeks ago, Photoshop now uses AI to generate more of a photo beyond the borders of the photo. Yeah, that's and crazy. And it can go infinitely, and it looks amazing, and it looks yeah. so real. Yeah. Like, how does it do it? You can even change, you can even highlight things within the photo itself and say, I want this to be this instead. Like, you can say, mm -hmm. you know, I want this grassland to be a pond and it'll make it look like a pond that was always there. No fractal images and loose pixels or nothing. It looks perfect. Mm -hmm. Like it really exists. How can you trust any photo? <laughs> yeah, you can't. You, you can't. can't. Mm -hmm. As of immediately, you can no longer trust yeah. any photo is real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ad, I said that our ad agencies, search engines, of course, are using AI, uh, even Marvel used AI to design the opening credit sequence sequence for its new miniseries Secret Invasion with uh, Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole intro was AI-generated images. Wow. And some people are upset about that because it's like, why couldn't you hire actual people hmm. to make it? You took that, someone's, that, job that someone's job. Yeah. That might not be the case. I mean, somebody had to, like, feed these images in and, you know, you have to. It's always a gamble with the image generators of what you're going to get back. I'm sure there was a lot of actual effort put into making that with hum human effort, but maybe not as much with the uh, uh, animating. I don't know. Maybe don't not know. as many hours. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, so what does the future look like? We are going to examine some possibilities as well as looking at a few things going on right now in the AI sphere with faith this week. But as for today, we are out of coffee, so it's time to wrap things up. But before we go, let's get our verse of the day. Uh, today's verse is Psalm 2911. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. And with that, our Monday show is coming to a close. Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine, nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LT and Discord community. Once you've joined at lovethynerd.com slash Discord, simply go to Channels and Roles and click on the Rise and Shine Nerds channel to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel. And so you don't miss any episodes, make sure you click that little bell and it'll like 
announce when we're coming. Uh, <laughs> and tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Daedra. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds. <laughs>